Welcome to the No Fear Podcast of First Presbyterian Church. My name is Bob Fuller, Senior Pastor of First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, Texas, with your No Fear Word of the Day. Thank you for being with us today again for the No Fear Podcast. It's great to be with you. We continue to encourage one another during this COVID-19 crisis. And today, I've got one of my good friends, one of my colleagues in ministry, and one of the great Mm. team members at First Presbyterian Church, Alex Solorio, who is our Director of University Ministries, is here with us today. Alex is one of those first people that I met when I came to First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, and I tell you what, he has been a constant encouragement for me, for our staff, for our family, for my own family. Of course, he is the minister to university students in our church, but he is a minister to everyone because everybody knows Alex and everybody loves the encouragement that he brings. And so, Alex, welcome to the No Fear podcast. We're glad that you are here with us today and glad that you're here to to share your No Fear word of the day with us. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm excited, Bob. I want to say thank you again for inviting me onto your podcast. This This is a ton of fun. I'm grateful for it. And yeah, I look forward to to talking about what it means to to not live in fear, knowing that God does not give us a spirit of fear. Uh, so I'm 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 pumped to talk about that. Well, that's one thing I love about about Alex, about you, Alex, is that no matter what the situation, you always come to it with so much enthusiasm, and that enthusiasm is contagious. Tell you what, why don't we begin by you just telling us a little bit about yourself, about your background, how you came to First Pres, and and what you're doing now. Again, I, I was born in Houston, Texas. came from Southwest Houston. Uh, my family um, come from, a, my father was an immigrant from Mexico. Uh, came in, the, uh, went through his legal status. And, you know, he's very proud of being a, a U.S. citizen and met my mama. Uh, she's, of course, Pearland, Texas. And uh, they have family roots in the Valley of Texas. So, you know, we've been here for a while now. Uh, and so it was, it was a big deal for me to leave. Uh, Houston. I uh, went to University. Of, uh, I went to Houston Baptist University, where man made a lot of really great connections, a lot of great friends, met a ton of mentors, and in particular my my um, my professors, uh, especially as they helped shape me through my master's degree and helped me get to the point where I'm at now. And so when the Lord called me to San Antonio, uh, five, about five years uh, in August. But that's, that's a little bit of the background of, of who I am today. You know, I'm. I am who I am because that's how the Lord has created and molded and shaped me. And it's been uh, hard sometimes, right? I think, uh, you know, when we're being uh, shaped and reformed or, or, you know, uh, refined, you know, a great mentor told me this, and this is what I come at this at with um, the sense of only pressure can create diamonds (laughs) and only fire, only fire can refine gold. And uh, I think many of us have been through our share of pressure and many of us have been through our share of fire. You talk a, a lot about mentorship, and you've had a lot of great mentors in your life. So obviously mentorship is really important to you, not only as someone who's received good mentorship, but also somebody who is in a mentoring position for uh, for students. Tell us what mentorship means to you and, and how you look at that as part of your walk with Christ and part of your leadership as a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
man, what mentor mentorship means to me is um, it's just honestly this shared um, uh, affection of, of like love and wisdom that's being handed down. Mm-hmm. You could even be, you could even use the word legacy, truly. Uh, as you know, we're not just living for ourselves. Uh, those that come alongside us, we live life with them too. And if and if we're able to pass down a word of wisdom, a word of encouragement, um, you know, m- my father used to pull me aside and would be like, "Mijo, let me tell you one more thing. Let me just tell you one more thing." And it was a it was a running it was a running uh, thing in our family. We was like, "Well, that that says, let me tell you one more thing." But then he says another thing. But the reason for that is is because he he desires to give us consejos. He desires to give us words of wisdom. He desires to give us advice. And I've seen that with my coaches. I've seen that with my teachers and my professors. Uh, I've seen that with even upperclassmen, people that were older than me, that, that have walked before me and that have said, hey, you know, though I don't know exactly how you feel, which that's probably a big part of it, too. A lot of the really wise and loving mentors that I have in my life, when, when I'm in the midst of hurt or pain, they don't automatically sit there and say, oh, I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly how you feel. Like, that's like, I've been so grateful because I've learned that is not the response you give to anybody <laughs> right. that's experiencing fear. That's not the response you give to anybody that's facing anxiety or doubt. Uh, but rather, they've come at me and saying, hey, though I don't know exactly how you feel because we all feel things differently. We, we have different shoes. They sit there and they'll look at me and say, well, I've been through something similar. And here's how I got through it. Here's what mm-hmm. the Lord spoke to me. Here's what, here's what life has, has shown me. And I desire to bless you with that. And so uh, mentorship means a ton to me. And I think in this world, uh, we live in a world where a lot of times it, it seems flashy to be like a, a lone ranger mm. or to be a just just go at it yourself. And especially how the world, you know, very much gives you this mentality of like, it's all about me. Uh, it's about my gains or what I need to do to get the power or to advance in life. And even if I have to step over people, you'll do it. That's not I don't see that in the gospel. Matter of fact, in the gospel mm. or in, the, in scripture, I see it all over. Where, where you continue to see those that are above reaching down and picking up. But not only that, you see those that are, that are younger reaching up, saying, no, I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. I need your help. And that requires humility. That requires submission. That requires obedience. Uh, and especially in a light that is very, um, very empowering and very loving, uh, when, in which cases sometimes you hear those terms, you know, being obedient, or submitting to authority, uh, the world can try to take that and say, no, like you need to be free, you need to do your own thing, which I'm not, I'm not discrediting people being taking the initiative or, or being driven or determined. However, there's wisdom in sitting at the feet of somebody that's walked before you. Wow. There's wisdom. There's wisdom in saying, you know what? I don't know it all. I mean, today, I mean, I don't know when people are going to be listening to this podcast, but today in your sermon today, uh, you talked about uh, about Thomas, you know, looking at Thomas uh, and seeing, you know, how do you deal with your doubts? Well, your first one of your points was, you know, you need to admit that you have a problem. You need to admit that there's a doubt. Mm-hmm. You need to admit that there's, that's the situation you're in. And from that moment of admitting, hey, I don't got it, looking to somebody that has walked through that and saying, can you teach me? Can you show me? And then being encouraged from those words of wisdom, being encouraged and being loved on by the individual. And then, boom, going out. And being what God's called you to be, which much like Thomas, you know, after his, you know, after this moment of him being doubting Thomas, he went on to be a missionary, you know yes. what I mean? And gone, gone off to India. I mean, just super, 
super passionate about advancing the gospel, even even to the point of martyrdom in his in his uh, in his life. So, uh, anyways, I said to say that's what mentorship means to me. It's it's just a huge part, and I want to continue to be a person that advocates for it, that pushes for it, because uh, we're not called to walk on this in this life alone. And the more people are willing to open up and be vulnerable, the more they're the more you're able to see that people want to walk with you too. Tell us a little bit about how your how your football journey connects to your ministry journey, because I think there's some really cool connections there. I love how, uh, especially for me, again, I came to faith through Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, it was my office alignment coach that spurred me hmm. uh, to go to FCA, and so uh, his name his his name is Rick Ivy. I'm Coach Ivy. I'm just so grateful for him. The time that I've I've been an athlete, I've had to learn, of course, in the weight room. Like, if I want to increase in the weight room, I have to continue to add weight. If I mm. want to be better in my endurance, I've got to go run longer. And your boy is a big boy. <laughs> you know, for those that <laughs> if you if, haven't if, seen, if, you if this was a video, if, if, yeah, you'd see this. Yeah, if, if you're just listening to the podcast and you don't know who I am, I'm, I'm a <laughs> I'm six foot. I have wide shoulders. I'm I'm, I'm an offensive lineman. Okay, your boy's not a running back. I dreamed of being a running back, but I ain't no running back. No, nope. so. What you find out is that if I'm going to be in the trenches side to side with uh, my teammates, my brothers, that we go through things, and I think anybody can relate with this, that people have people that they that they go shoulder to shoulder with to accomplish a goal. If, if that's the case that I'm going through this, well, then I not only want, want to have my back, but, you know, of course, because, yeah, like there is a sense of responsibility. I have to take responsibility of what I do. If I'm not in the weight room, if I'm not paying attention to my steps, or if I'm not paying attention to the playbook, then I'm not doing my, my teammates a favor. Uh, but I'm not, So I'm not only watching after what I'm responsible for, but I'm also watching after my teammates, the ones right next to me, mm. that we're in the battle each and every single day. And when I take a step back and I look at what football and sports has done for me and then applying that more so to ministry, it's almost, it, no, it, as a matter of fact, it's not almost, it is ministry and the gospel and the Lord. Like fo- football has a fingerprint of what the gospel does. It, it doesn't originate in football. It originates in the gospel. When it talks about shouldering each other's burdens, mm. when it talks about loving each other, when it talks about, you know, there's no, no greater love than this than, than, a, than a, the man that lays down his life for his friends. You know, you see this sense of sacrifice. And when I able to take a step back and see that not only in sports, but also in like academia at a university level, I mean, even in clubs, fraternities, whatever the case may be, I mean, it's just real shoulder to shoulder. Let's 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 achieve this goal. And even in that realm, you even see if you take an even further step back, you you know a player can't do what he does unless there's a coach, right? Unless there's an offensive defensive defensive coordinator. And what do those men mean? That's mentorship. It literally is. You're going to this individual that's running the plays, and then you go practice those plays. And ultimately, we see that in scripture. And so that's the biggest thing that has affected me. So that's really, and. Because of that, I'm so passionate about on-campus ministry because we are all in this together. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, yes, this person is wearing a T-shirt that says Young Life. I'm wearing a shirt that says, you know, uh, First Presbyterian Church, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, my friend over here is wearing a shirt that says FCA. But it's under the same desire, the same hustle, the same, the same like we talked about earlier, me being an offensive lineman. We're still in the battle of the trenches. Each and every single time. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we say go, we're representing one name above all names, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and this, this sense of ministry of presence is so real for this, 
for this age group and particularly in college ministry. What I love about college ministry is that, you know, in a sense, I have to, I have to go out on campus, uh, learn them, love them, get to know them. And God willing, you know, they'll come to worship with us, which they do. Um, but the truth is this, you're in college. You can choose to do whatever you want to do. And I think that there's a, there's a beauty in that freedom because I had to go through that too, where I, I had to make choices. Uh, and thanks be to God, I had, again, here we go back again. I had a mentor mm-hmm. that just continued to invite me to church. And even when I kept saying no, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Or I'd make an excuse. I'd say, no, nah, I'm working. I'm working that day. You know, the moment that I, I reached this point where I knew I was in need of the Lord, and, I, and Jesus met me, I knew exactly who to talk to. And when I went back to him, he didn't say, well, you know, like he didn't look at me and say, well, about time you showed up or oh, I knew you'd be here or, you know, tell me what happened. No, he just, he looked at me and says, yeah, hey, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Come on, sit, sit down, mm-hmm. have a slice of pizza. Let me love you, you mm-hmm. know, and that, that was such a powerful image. And I wanted to do that. I want to do that because someone did that for me. And that's why I do what I do. Alex, what's your no fear word of the day for us today? What's the passage that you want to explore and and what is the encouragement that you're getting from it right now? Absolutely. Yeah. So the no fear uh, word of the day comes to us from Joshua chapter one. Um, So just a little background really quickly. Uh, This is the moment where it literally starts off in in first one. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord says to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses is in, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, arise and go to the, go over to the Jordan, you and all these people, into the land that I'm giving them to the people of Israel. Boom. Like, it starts off 100 miles an hour uh, for Joshua. And so our word, uh, I had to give a little background, but our word comes from verse 9 of that very same chapter. It says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's actually quite funny how this text continues to pop up Mm. in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm 30 years old um, and the Lord has really blessed me with different kinds of experiences. But this text was powerful, you know. The moment I went into, so I'm a first generation student. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I first went into Houston Baptist University, this text was there because I had nobody that went to college, you know, before me. Well, my sister w- went to college before me, but all of us, all of us as siblings, never had anybody that finished college before us. Mm. Uh, and we had to learn to be courageous. We had to learn on our toes, all of us together. Um, this text. Uh, came up when I, when I dared to to start my master's. Again, nobody had been there before me. I was terrified, yet the Lord was faithful. Uh, and then even when I finished uh, my master's there at Houston Baptist and the Lord called me here to San Antonio, I will never forget the drive to coming to First Presbyterian Church, coming to San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, I actually can remember the moment. And again, this this is me being vulnerable. I can actually remember the moment and the place where I began to like fall out and cry because I knew I was leaving Houston behind and I was coming to San Antonio. And speaking of mentors, I'll never forget that the, that, that week before a mentor looked at me and says, what's your plan? And I was like, Oh, well, maybe <laughs> check this out. It was like, well, maybe I said, maybe I'll uh, go to San Antonio, work, uh, work two or three years and then come back to Houston. And I'll never forget. He looked at me 
This is his name is Max Gervais, uh-huh. um, and uh, he's a part of he's a pastor at City West Church, Church in Houston. And he looked at me. He goes, "Man, I'm so glad you're so ready to tell the Lord his plans. Like, I'm so <laughs> I'm so glad you're ready to tell the Lord what's going to happen." And he looked me in my eye and said, "Alex, if you are not ready to leave this city and know that you might not ever return to Houston ever again, you need to really pray about that." And that was a real moment. I mean, that was a real loving moment, a strong moment that he gave me. And I left Houston knowing that I might not ever return. And I'll tell you this right now, this has been the best decision the Lord has led me to. And I've Mm -hmm. learned so much. And so the encouraging word in this text, again, going back to it, is again, uh, he says, have I not commanded you the question? Uh, That this, this, this portion of this command to be strong and courageous, shows up multiple times in this text. And so he's reminding you again, and I love the fact that he continues to, to hammer it out and remind Joshua uh, to not to be strong and courageous. And then on top of that, when he says, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Again, the sense of affirmation that God is at work. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is moving. And though, yes, I can be faithful to take the steps that I need to take, the Lord is working on my behalf. He goes mm-hmm. before me. And I think that's an encouraging thought. Though I know I'm not Joshua, and of course, like his life is different than my life, I can be assured and solid and secure to know that, Lord, you are faithful to walk with those that worship you, that, that, that are obedient to you, that submit to you. And, Lord, I believe in you, and I know that I have a, I have a relationship with you, and I desire to be faithful to you, and I know you walk before me. How do you explain this to a college student who has all kinds of fresh knowledge and, and thinks, I've got this all figured out? What, what's the conversation <laughs> you have with, with him or with her at, you know, in a context like this? Like, I mean, here's a question really related to that. You've got, you've got students who are supposed to graduate this spring and their world has been yeah. turned upside down. What are you saying to them right now? And what should, what should, uh, what should the rest of us be saying? How can we be listening? How can we be talking to those kids? How can we apply the wisdom of the passage you just read, be strong and courageous in a real life, non pandering way to these kids? Every college student that I've been talking to has been wrestling with this, this season, especially those that are seniors, um, man. Well, first and foremost, I'm I'm grateful because as you can as you know, Joshua continues to be in community. Mm-hmm. He continues to surround himself uh, not only with the people that Moses had raised up, but also Joshua's own people. And so, first and foremost, I I would say um, continues to be in community. Just as there was that relationship right. uh, with with Moses and Joshua, uh, you need to be in a place where there is community and there is a sense of leadership, um, so that you are you, you're not only sharing your heart, but you're also knowing that you don't have to carry them yourself, and not only that other people can be a blessing to you, that you can be a blessing to them. I think that's a big mark of maturity, is not when we're looking at solely at ourselves and saying how are you all helping me, but also saying okay Lord. You've blessed me with people that are around me that are that are loving me well. How can I serve someone else? Again, just like this moment here for Joshua, it, it's a very big moment of being anxious, of being anxious about what's all around you. 
But what Jesus, what God is doing here in this text, what God is speaking to him, he is taking to the place of peace. Again, before that, he talks about how no, uh, verse five, he goes, no man shall stand before you all, all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. And then he goes on to say, be strong and courageous for you shall cause the people to inherit the land that I swore to give their fathers. Our God, hear me, friends, those that are listening to the podcast, our God is a promise keeper. Amen. He is a promise keeper. And if he says to you, I will not leave you or forsake you, my prayer is that you would sit in that, that you would believe that, and that you would see that he is with you right here, right now. God loves you so much. And, and, and he has a plan and purpose in all this. And I just want to encourage you, right? Uh, because I think sometimes we can lose sight of that. Sometimes, and not because that we're, we're insufficient in our spiritual growth. No, like we're human beings. <laughs> we're we're going to have moments of weakness. And so sometimes you just, you just need to encourage somebody. And that's, that's what I want to be. And so even like this morning, you know, this morning uh, we had our, you know, uh, Sunday online fellowship for our college students that meet mm-hmm. uh, at, at 9.30. We talked about the road to Emmaus, how, how people had already heard that Jesus was already seen from his resurrected body. Yet people, these two were still discouraged on the walk to Emmaus. Yet God meets them. Jesus meets them on the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. and says, did you not know that the prophecy had to be fulfilled? Did you not know these things had to happen? And it wasn't until he broke bread with them. Mm-hmm. That, that their eyes were open because God was present. And that's the Amen. best part is just reminding ourselves that God is present. He is a promise keeper and he walks with us during this time. I'm thinking of a t-shirt here, Alex. I'm thinking, I'm thinking courage comes from communion with God and community with one another. And that, yeah. I mean, I, seriously, I mean, that's, I mean, with the groups you're, you're with the groups you're leading, with the the word you're bringing, it really is about maintaining those connections. That's where your courage comes from. And that's so important, especially for college students, for any for anyone, but I'm thinking particularly of college students because right now they are kind of isolated. If they are still at school, they're isolated from their families. If they're home, they're isolated from the friends and the community they've been building at school. And it's just a really weird place. And they've got to be very intentional about building those communities, keeping those communities going, and also maintaining that communion with God. That's right. Well, Alex, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for being with us today on the No Fear podcast. I think everybody understands now why I wanted you to be a part of this, because you are an encourager. You are one who has not only been well-mentored, but is mentoring others. So thank you for being with us here today. Well, thank you for having me, Bob. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for being with us again for this No Fear podcast. Please join us for this and our other daily podcasts throughout this COVID-19 crisis at fpcsanantonio.org. Until next time, I'm Bob Fuller of First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, Texas. Be not afraid. God is real. Jesus is alive and the Holy Spirit is with us. God loves you. He has a plan and purpose for your life. He has a position for you on his team and a place for you at his table.